0: Hello and welcome back. This is once again the Deputy with MovieDeputy.com bringing to you the information about the movies that are opening the week of November 18th. Now I'm going to be talking about movies that opened on the 16th, 17th, and 18th and trying to cover them with as much detail as I can to help you decide if these are some ones that you might want to check out. Now I have to admit I'm a little excited this week because Ghostbusters Afterlife The original Ghostbusters from 1984 is my favorite movie of all time, and I am super giddy about it, so I cannot wait. No, I did not get an advanced screening of this one, so I have to wait and see it in the theater like everybody else, and I'll admit the suspense is killing me, but I, yeah, I cannot wait to see that one. It's got to be better than the one that came out a few years ago. I mean, honestly, can we even count that as a Ghostbusters movie? That one did such a disservice to the name, to the franchise, to the whole bit. I would rather just forget that one ever even existed. But as this one is pretty much picking up many years after the originals, with a lot of the original cast, with everybody except for Harold Ramis, rest in peace. And of course, we're going to be missing Rick Moranis. His character would have brought so much to this, but considering we're getting everybody else back and the fact that Rick Moranis stepped aside to take care of his family, we can definitely forgive him for that. There's a few other ones I'm looking forward to after I'd watched the trailers, but Ghostbusters Afterlife is definitely the highlight for me this week. On the 16th, a movie called Vandal. It is a story about a street artist, also known as a graffiti artist, that really struggles with the fine line between art or destruction of property With the fans and with the haters. If you are a fan of street artists, this is one you might want to check out. And if not, this is the type of movie that will have a very narrow audience. Not simply because it's street art, but because art is very subjective. And there are lovers and haters of all types of art out there. And street art is just another one of those platforms. On the 17th, we have a story called The Power of the Dog. It is a Western about a rancher set in his ways when his brother brings home a wife and a ready-made family. This has a kind of an all-star cast to it that I won't go into a whole lot of details, but there was something in the trailer I just have to mention. Kirsten Dunst is one of the many stars in this, and... She's running after, I'm guessing it's her husband. As she's running, she yells, Peter! And I just couldn't help but get total Spider-Man flashbacks on that. Even though, I mean, this is a Western and has nothing to do with Spider-Man. But just casting her in a role where her love interest is also named Peter and then putting that in the trailer, it. I just couldn't help with that. If you are a fan of Westerns, and kind of complicated love stories this is one you might like if not again there's going to be a lot of other movies this week Another movie on the 17th is called Bruised. This is a story about an MMA fighter who loses everything and she really struggles to find her way back to something that she never thought that she'd get back. It is a tale of love and loss. It goes in a direction that sort of feels like Creed in a completely different way. And being that this is MMA and Creed was about boxing, there's some obvious differences there. I don't know if it's really fair to compare the two movies, but based strictly off the trailer, I could definitely see vibes on there. So, if you're a fan of Creed, you might like this one. If you're a fan of MMA or mixed martial arts, for those not familiar with the term, you might like this. Other than that, this is a story that is done by Halle Berry. Her movies are real hits and misses with different audiences. This one looks like it could be very controversial for a lot of very different reasons. Whether or not that's what she was aiming for, that's up for debate. But again, there's lots of movies this week. With Mothering Sunday, it is adapted from a 2016 novella by Graham Swift, the story takes place on Mother's Day. During this celebration, the head of a household and his maid engage in their affair. It really struggles to figure out what time period it's in, as it feels like it kind of jumps around. Even though it's all set in the same time period, parts of it just don't feel like it meshes well into other parts of it. It is an intense emotional drama that you will definitely find yourself connecting with the characters on an entirely different level with. But whether or not that's enough to carry it through with the story is an enti- entirely different question. Stories like these reach for a very specific audience. I think this one does that well, but only if you are its target audience. Now we're getting to the ones that are opening on the 18th. We're going to start with a Netflix movie. The Princess Switch 3 Romancing the Star. It's about the disappearance of a priceless relic and how there is some scheming to try to get it back. It is the same story as The Prince and the Pauper where you have the royalty and the commoner switching places with a bit of a heist. It feels sort of like The Princess Diaries in a way but if you've ever seen The Prince and the Pauper movie you know how many times this has been overdone. Now I'll admit I have not seen The Princess Switch 1 or the princess switch too but just even off the trailer on this one this story has been so overdone so many times mind you if you are a fan of these movies this is one that you're going to enjoy but if you are tired of seeing the same stories done over and over and over again then you just might want to pass on this one as i don't have a fanfare sound effect i'm going to do the whole do 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 Now, I'm not trying to imitate 20th Century Fox. I'm just being silly. But the next movie I'm going to talk about is the one that I'm so excited about, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, in this story, it is Egon's daughter and his grandchildren that end up moving to an old house because that's all that he left them after he died. They need a new start. So they go to this small town. As the children are exploring this area, they come across Ecto-1. Now, if I have to explain what Ecto-1 is, you can't really call yourself a ghost. Ghostbusters fan. I haven't paid close enough attention to the details to see if it is the exact Ecto-1 from the originals but I'm really hoping it is. They end up opening up the whole can of worms because if you guys remember the very first Ghostbusters when they had the whole EPA and everything go in there their containment unit underneath the firehouse had to be moved because it was against some New York City code. Well, without giving too much away, I think that he ended up moving it to the area underneath this farmhouse because what ends up happening is you see bits and pieces from Ghostbusters the original and from Ghostbusters 2 and you get the pink slime and you get you get the ghosts flying everywhere and please tell me Slimer will be back in this one. You can't have a Ghostbusters movie without Slimer. I mean, it's just iconic. Now, okay, yes, I am totally fangirling on this one but I have been looking forward to this one for so long especially with how they butchered the last one. But yes, I think you could tell I'm more than a little bit excited. I cannot wait to give my recap on this movie. I can't wait to write the review on this movie i try to go into a movie with low expectations but this one i just can't help myself i am just so pumped for this if you have ever been a fan of the ghostbusters franchise this is one that you have got to check out we know the original cast is coming back oh i just can't wait so i don't i could go on and on and on and on just about this one but we have so many more movies to talk about but you can't tell i'm excited can you This is why I love what I do, is I get to love and hate and everywhere in between on these movies. And that's why I created Movie Deputy, so that I can do all of that and then bring that to you. And though with the reviews, I've never fully been able to bring to you exactly what I thought of the movie. That's what these podcasts are for. So if you're enjoying this, please share this. Please like and subscribe. I am guilty of shameless self-promotion and I don't even try to deny that, but I just love this and I love movies. And they say, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But before I get too lost on that, let's get into the next movie, King Richard. Now this story is about Venus and Serena Williams, but it's just as much about their dad. He had their entire career planned out before they were even born. He just knew they'd be destined for greatness it wasn't just his planning it was it was the hard work that venus and serena put in but they might not have done what they did if it wasn't for their dad's encouragement and for always being their biggest cheerleader. This looks like such an inspirational story, and obviously it's based on a true story. If you get a chance to see this in the theaters, I would definitely do so. I'm going to, so this is definitely going to be the ones that you'll hear me recapping on. It will also be available on HBO Max on the 18th if you don't get a chance to go to the theater to see it. Black Friday. Black Friday is an attempt at showing the absolute chaos in the retail environment on Black Friday. I, like many others, have worked retail in my life. And Black Friday is something that unless you've ever worked retail, and especially if you've ever worked retail on Black Friday, you're just not going to get it, to be honest. (laughs) To say that it's chaos is a massive understatement. The show Superstore kind of makes a play on that a little bit. Not so much on the Black Friday, but just more of the chaos that they deal with with the whole retail environment and the humor in it as well. But with Black Friday, it kind of feels like Superstore meets The Walking Dead because there's a pathogen that ends up coming down to Earth. It starts infecting people. Like I said, it, it almost feels like The Walking Dead in the whole midst of this Black Friday. As if Black Friday wasn't chaotic enough. I mean, come on. The busiest shopping day of the year mixed with a virus that basically turns you into a zombie. This movie is either going to be a huge hit or a huge miss. I'm hoping on the comedic side that it's going to be a huge hit. Let's just wait and see if you are into these type of off-the-wall comedies with a little bit of thriller horror. I don't know how much horror or thriller there is, but the trailer looked like it could get a little bit gory at times. It didn't actually get gory in the trailer, but it looked like the story could. So this won't be for everybody. Definitely not for younger audiences. Let me say that I'm pretty sure about that. But this is definitely going to have its audience and it looks like one that actually could be a lot of fun. In Alpha Rift, it basically is a story that a lot of gamers are going to relate to. If d d became real life, if a role-playing game was actually reality, that's basically what the story is, because this kid is a huge gamer, and it turns out that the game that he plays has been training him for something that's going to happen in real life, except he doesn't know it yet. And when he does realize it, everything that he's been doing for fun, he's going to have to do in real life, to I don't know if the story is that he's going to have to save the planet or that he's just gonna have to save his family the trailer didn't go into a whole lot of detail on that but this movie is an absolute gamer's delight for people that like the rpg games for those not familiar with it and when i made the reference to DD for non-gamers that's the dungeons and dragons type games that's what a lot of people associate with when it comes to role-playing but there are so many other games out there my son for instance is into the warhammer 40k but like i said this is an absolute gamer's delight movie So if you're a gamer, check this one out for sure. If you have a family member that's a gamer, you might enjoy it. If you're not into that type of gaming, this might not be the best fit for you. But it's kind of fun to actually see that brought to life. On the big screen. In the movie Come On, Come On. That is literally the title. It's Come On, Come On. It is a story that feels very much as if Woody Allen meets the story infinitely polar bear though woody allen wasn't directly involved with this movie it definitely has that feel if you are a fan of those types of movies then this is one that you will truly enjoy if those are not the types of movies for you if you're if you don't like that feel and that tone of the movies, this is definitely one to avoid. This is a movie that probably is going to make a lot of viewers go, come on, instead of the literal, come on. So I'm not sure which way the come on is meant with the title on this one. It's another major role for Joaquin Phoenix and his roles kind of are all over the place. It's interesting to see him in a role such as this. I think it's a good fit for him, but whether or not it's a good fit for you, that's debatable. In zeros and ones, It is a story about a soldier who is called to Rome to try to thwart a terrorist incident at the Vatican. And the only person that knows truly what's going to happen is being held captive. So he must rescue him. He has more knowledge about the attack in order to possibly have any hope of stopping it. Along the way, he has to navigate very unfamiliar territory. And some of the situations that he finds himself in are more than a bit ominous. But his entire thing is to thwart the bombing before it happens the real question is whether or not he can get to the person that has the information to stop this before it's too late and then if he can actually pull it off the story sounds a little bit like a military action meets the da vinci code the trailer almost makes you feel like you're watching a movie that makes you question is this an anarchist or a patriot that was at least the feel i got from the trailer how it plays out i guess we're gonna have to wait and see but it looks like an interesting one to be sure. I'm just kind of shaking my head at this next one. In the last Upcoming Movies episode, I had talked about Home Sweet Home Alone, another remake of Home Alone. That one is now available on Disney+. Plus. But this movie is Pups Alone. It is Home Alone, but from a dog's perspective. The dogs are left at home. The thieves are trying to break in. So the dogs come up with a bunch of sabotages and traps and catastrophes for these crooks that are trying to break in. And basically, instead of Kevin McAllister being the original kid of The Home Alone, played by Macaulay Culkin, you have that character played by multiple dogs. Again, they're not actually playing Kevin McAllister, but it's the same story done Again, if you are a fan of the Home Alone series, if you've had a chance to check out Home Sweet Home Alone, if you like these types of comedic, just over-the-top movies, though I have to say the the originals are always the best, when they are redone as many times as this story has been done, it just gets old. Animal lovers, I'm sure, will love this and rave about it, especially since the primary stars are dogs. But just in general, this is one that I am not looking forward to just because it's such a tired idea. And you have to wonder how many times can they redo it? And then they decided to redo it with animals. So what's next? I'm almost afraid to ask. In India Sweets and Spices, it is a story about an affluent family and how their daughter just doesn't necessarily fit into this the whole family dynamic and what is expected of her as this fancy party is coming up she ends up running into somebody then it kind of leads into a little bit of a love story with this one that she meets but she invites them and it just kind of becomes kind of a a story about class differences how they fit in and then how the stories actually kind of fit together it's kind of a little bit unusual it's kind of a coming-of-age tale a little bit meets Crazy Rich Asians, because it was actually made by the people that made Crazy Rich Asians, so it kind of has the same feel to it. But it looks like it's going to be a really sweet story, but it looks like it's going to have a few bumps along the way, and so I guess we'll have to wait and see. The next two movies kind of center around food. With The Feast, we have a lavish dinner party that kind of takes a dark twist, because the person that they hire to serve the food ends up doing something to retaliate on them. The trailer didn't really explain why she had the need to retaliate or what the purpose of it was other than just to, or just to kind of make it dark. It didn't appear to be particularly gory from the trailer but it looks like a thriller that might leave you wondering. Again, I haven't seen these yet, so I don't know much more about them than just from watching the trailers, which you could do too. But if you don't get a chance to watch the trailers, that's why I'm here to try to maybe explain these. But let's just say this one's a little bit unusual. We also have The Boiling Point. If you've ever watched Hell's Kitchen, 24 Hours to Hell and Back, etc., the Gordon Ramsay TV shows, this is not a story about him, but this feels like it could be a story about him. It is about the high stakes that happen in the kitchen, all the stresses from the chef's perspective, all the weight that falls on their shoulders, and kind of how they have to react to it all. Make everything work like a fine ballet so that All the food gets out and everything goes flawlessly. And you've got so many things happening at once that it it is a very stressful situation. And so the title Boiling Point definitely fits that. Because you would definitely be pushed almost to your boiling point in that position. Like I said, it's not a story about Gordon Ramsay, but it feels like it very much could be. If you are a fan of the Gordon Ramsay shows, you might enjoy this one. If you are not a fan of that type of show or that type of intensity... This might not be for you, but either way, it's an interesting perspective. In She Paradise, it is somebody that is attempting to join a dance group. Very much like the feel of the Step Up movies, except this one's taking place in Thailand. This movie is coming directly to video on demand and digital. And based on the trailer, it's obviously completely centered around dance These types of stories, from my experience, almost always have a happy ending. So basically you know that she's going to be able to make it and get into the dance group and that everything is going to be happily ever after, at least in the dance group world. I believe this is about some sort of a competition as well. So if you're a fan of those types of movies, you might like this one. If not, this type of movie would probably be a fun date movie if you're just looking for something to watch at home. But again, the fact that it is so specific with its topic it's going to limit its audience whether or not you'll fit in that limited audience is up to you in bad luck banging yes you didn't hear that correct i did say bad luck banging it is exactly about what you think it would be about because the complete title is bad luck banging or loony and a word that rhymes with corn. I don't want to have to label my podcast explicit. I'm not actually going to say the last word of the title. But considering the direction it goes in, I'll let you guess what that word is. But as one more little clue, I will give you a joke. What starts with P and ends with Orn? Popcorn, of course. This story is a play on the movie Sex Tape. The whole thing is centered around a school teacher and the scandal after... Her husband takes his computer in to be repaired and he has a video on that computer that he kind of forgot to delete and so the video ends up going viral and kind of all the chaos that they have to deal with due to that video. This is not a movie for younger audiences or younger ears. It looks to be a bit of a comedy along with a drama. Again just from the trailer it didn't go into a whole lot of detail but it does get fairly graphic with some of the scenes and very graphic with some of the dialogue as well this one could be interesting but you have to wonder exactly how far they're going to take it i guess we'll find out one way or another the next movie is kurt vonnegut unstuck in time it was a movie that took decades to make a friend of kurt's literally recorded a lot of their interactions over the years and after his passing turned it into a movie for all to kind of get to know kurt the way he did now kurt vonnegut was known for his work he believed in irony above all else The story is coming directly to Video on Demand Digital, and if you have ever been a fan of any of his work, this is going to be one you're going to want to check out. Like I said, it is more of a documentary style. It's actual footage of conversations. It's the interactions of his life that few ever really got to see, and the creator of this actually decided he wanted to share that with the world, and he wanted to share Kurt Vonnegut with the world in a way that only a few knew a lot of people know his work but very few people knew the man and this is going to change that the story about the tornado 13 minutes that we discussed on our october 29th upcoming movies episode is now coming to video on demand and digital so if that is one that you were wanting to check out you can now check it out from home the last but definitely not least movie that we are going to be discussing today is the killing of kenneth chamberlain this is actually based on a true story How the portrayal is done is very controversial. I don't know if it's controversial in its presentation, but it's definitely controversial in its story. If you're not familiar with Kenneth Chamberlain's story, in 2011, he had accidentally activated like his life alert type notification, the monitoring system in case you have an emergency, early in the morning hours. And he didn't respond to the call when they were trying to verify if he was okay or not, or if he needed help, because he didn't respond. The service sent the police to his home for a wellness check. Now, what a lot of people didn't realize is that Kenneth Chamberlain actually had quite a few mental issues. And so when the police showed up at his door, he got very combative and didn't really want to cooperate, didn't want to let them in. They said they just needed to check on him. And he yelled through the door, I'm fine. But for a wellness check, they actually have to see you to verify it. Well, things escalated quite a bit. There were threats made towards the police officers and By Kenneth Chamberlain and whether or not they were viable, that's up for debate. I had not known a lot about this story, so I actually looked up the Justice website that talked about the story and talked about some of the details. I'm going to be posting that in the description on this podcast if you actually want to go read that and check it out for yourself. But basically, he had had a knife, a bunch of things happened. And like I said, I don't understand all of the details of it because I know even police reports and stuff like that have gaps. There, there are gaps even in the most detailed of stories. So we're never going to know completely every single detail that happened. But what we do know is that the officers felt threatened and one of them fired a shot, or I think it was multiple shots, and Kenneth Chamberlain died from his injuries. Now, there were no charges filed based on this incident because they're all uh, because of a lot of different facts. If you want to know the details, if you choose to see this movie, the link to the story is going to be in the information below. I'm not sure if this movie is going to be available on the big screen, but I do know it is coming to HBO Max. So if this is a story that you want to check out, this story will definitely trigger some people i take a stance that i am pro-police there are good and bad people in every profession but i am very much pro-police this movie just from the trailer kind of comes across as maybe being a little bit anti-police or anti-authority i hope i'm wrong on that but i guess i'm going to find out because this is definitely one that i'm going to watch It'll be interesting to see how it's portrayed compared to the Justice website that the information is on. I'll definitely be talking about this in my movie recaps next week. I want to thank you for coming along with me as I discuss these 20 movies that are opening the week of November 18th. If you like what you've heard today and you want to check out more Movie Deputy content, please like and subscribe. And as always, please share the content with someone who might enjoy it. Talk to you soon.